got fun. Welcome to the Do Good Teas podcast. The Do Good Teas podcast is brought to you by Do Good Teas. What a bombshell. Anyways, Do Good Teas, it's a t-shirt company with a little bit of a difference. What we do is we take incredible pieces of art and we come up to the artist and we say, hey, thank you so much for doing this incredible piece of art. Can we put this on a t-shirt? And they say, ah, and we say, hey, uh, we'll give you a little bit of quiche for that. And they go, okay, no worries. We also ask the artist, what are they interested in? What are they passionate about? What charities do they support? And then when we find out what charities they support, we also give a portion of the profits directly to a charity of their choice. So by wearing a Do Good Tea, you're not only supporting an artist, but you're also supporting a charity of their choice. So you're looking good and you're doing good. We support the Rainbow Youth, the Mental Health Foundation, and the Women's Refuge. So if you want to buy a t-shirt, go to dogoodteas.co.nz or check us out on Instagram at do.good.teas. Enjoy the podcast. Okay, Maddie, what I want you to say is welcome to the Do Good Teas podcast. You come with me. Yeah, one, two, three. Welcome. Do the, uh, I just know the rules. The rules are that you say welcome to the Do Good Teas podcast. That's the rules. That's the rules. That's the rules. Okay, you ready? Toru Fa. Folks, here we go. A romaine and kale salad with avocado, cucumber, shishito peppers, and four kinds of cheese. Sprinkled in balsamic straight from Italy. Wow. In my day, salads only had two ingredients. A rock-hard wedge of iceberg lettuce and a stinky old dried-up tomato. (laughs) Female or male, gay or straight, pink or blue. We were taught to see these as binary. Now we're realizing it's more like a kaleidoscope. As of right now, I uh, identify as gender fluid. I feel so much better as a woman. It was crystal clear. Pansexuals are sexually attracted to every gender. I wouldn't have any hesitation to say that I'm asexual. Being non-binary means to me not 100% identifying with the binary genders of male or female. Being by gender means you identify as both male and female, which can get really confusing in this binary society that we live in. But I identify that way. Don't you feel funny with the wrong genitalia? Not as a joke, you stand up in the women's bathroom. It's like, first of all, the idea that gender identity is independent of biological sex is is insane. It's wrong. It's wrong. We're not broken. Um, We're not weird. We're just normal people who are slightly different from everyone else, just like everyone is. Fluid, asexual, transgender, non-binary, intersex, cisgender, queer, him, her, she, he, them, they. You might fit into there somewhere or you may have no idea where you fit in any of it. And if you're anything like me, you might be a little bit confused. You may even feel, oh well, they can do what they like, as long as I don't have to think about it that hard. Sadly, history tells us the absence of thought is a surefire path to ignorance, in some cases bigotry. So let's give it some thought, eh? I grew up thinking I was with it. You know, relatively progressive in fact. 
I had gay friends and family and I was loving and accepting of all of them. It didn't affect me and I was more than happy for them to love whoever they wanted to. I don't understand people who aren't, to be honest with you. But the more I started talking to people in the wider queer community, I realised I was a cisgender man who was willfully ignorant to the struggles of thousands of people within New Zealand. When it comes to gender diversity and gender identity, I realised I was pretty much like a baby boomer trying to work out what TikTok was. In today's podcast, we follow the story of a father and a young person navigating their way through gender diversity and hear from Francis Arns from the Rainbow Youth to help us to learn and to support those incredible and courageous people who cut their cloth from the spectrum of the rainbow. For the longest time of my life, I had no real understanding of gender identity apart from the very binary nature of male and female that we're all kind of aware of. Hey, Danny again. That's my good mate, Aaron Gould, who I've been friends with for over 20 years. I don't know if we've been friends for too long or we're just getting old. I'm not too sure. Anyway, Aaron um, represents all of the same views that I had in terms of his outlook on gender diversity. Me and you both think we're progressive, but we only have it. It was only ever gay, straight. You know, that's all we, gay, straight and bisexual was, you know, about the extent of all we really saw or knew about or whatever and obviously we were both quite accepting of that sort of thing we both got gay friends and all that sort of thing it just never really was part of our lives it was just something we knew about and didn't have an issue with so you may empathize with what Aaron is saying there and it might represent a lot of your personal views as well around uh, sexuality but in terms of gender identity he was largely in the dark like many of us then he had to face it head on Did you see the pillows? That is Felix laughing at some novelty pillows. Uh, Felix is a wonderful, wonderful kid, and Felix is Aaron's kid. Uh, Felix is also uh, 12 and a half years old and happens to be non-binary. The whole gender identity thing was, for me, completely new. Um, And look, I'll be honest, I've made jokes about it before. I've seen jokes about it and I've laughed about it before. Yeah, whatever, come on. But yeah, having a child who's going through it now, um, yes, the experience was confrontational and, and yes, quite jarring. However you want to put it, it was like, oh, okay, hold on, this is something I need actually to get around. So in order for us to be able to show empathy and compassion to the gender diverse people within our community and the queer community in general, it's really, really important for us to get our heads around it. Hey, Tony. Hey, Francis. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you doing? That is the wonderful Frances Arns from Rainbow Youth. She's the executive director of Rainbow Youth. Rainbow Youth have been doing incredible things for the queer community for over 30 years now. And I was so happy to be able to speak to Frances and have some of her time. But she had to start with the basics so we could, so I could start to get my head around some of this stuff. I think the first point that I would make, which I think is like the first thing to understand, is the difference between sexuality and gender. Because we always put it together, right? Like LGBTI is a combination of different sexualities and different gender identities as well. But actually they're completely different things. And so someone being gay or lesbian or bisexual is completely different from someone being transgender or identifying not with like the binary gender system. Uh, Francis explains that one of the best ways to get your head around this sort of stuff is actually taking a look at yourself. I think probably um, defining your own sexuality and gender identity is a really good way in of thinking about it because everyone has a gender and everyone has a sexuality. 
I think it's just that when you're straight and you're um, cisgender, which is when you identify with the gender that you're assigned at birth, um, then you think you don't have to think about that stuff. But I think if we all start becoming more aware of it, it makes it a bit easier to understand. A lot of times in life, when we don't understand something, we tend to be fearful of it. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't understand gender identity. Um, and Erin was one of those people. Um, and what he decided when um, these sort of things were coming up with Felix, Felix was about 10 or 11. Uh, Felix is now 12. But one of the things he put it down to was, mm, this probably just sounds like a phase. But very much so at the start, it was, it was just a phase. You know, they're not old enough to be worried about this sort of thing. It's, you know. It's just whatever. And, and it seemed to be that there was quite a lot of, well, <clears throat> it seems these days there's quite a lot of children doing the same thing. And it's like, oh, it's almost like it's a, a, it's a fad. It's a, you know, this is the cool thing to do right now. Again, finding out recently you're being made aware recently that that's not what it's about. I have to be completely honest here. When Aaron told me about these issues issues is probably the wrong word these things that were coming up with felix and their gender identity i was also leaning towards the camp of nah, this sounds like a phase they're only 11 and it's probably just something that they're going through i think it could be so minimizing um and you know what we see with young people at rainbow youth when their parents don't acknowledge what they're going through is it makes them feel alone and it makes it a lot harder you know, it's a it's a um, it's a journey of discovery. I think for the person themselves and also for their family, and I think it's important that you know parents just go along on that journey with their child, because you know, for many people, gender and sexuality is something that evolves over our lifetimes and is constantly changing. So it could be that things change, um, but it's probably not a phase. And it can actually be really harmful, I think, for young people um, to have that kind of response from their family and can have a really negative impact on their mental health, which isn't what any parent wants. It certainly isn't, and it certainly wasn't the impact that Aaron wanted to have. So Aaron was proactive and he reached out and he went to a seminar, a workshop by Rambo Youth. Um, Rambo Youth do so much great work in the community, and this was pivotal in Aaron's evolution of realizing that this wasn't just a phase. So a mutual friend of ours, Siobhan, found this uh, Let's Talk workshop, which was um, organised by Lee from Rainbow Youth. But it was basically a workshop, went in there and they just explained their sort of situation and where they came from and, and um, well, not where they were coming from and, and what their sort of life situation was. And Lee sort of said, you know, you know, being gay or, you know, being in the Rainbow community, it's never really attracted the cool status you know it wasn't something that everyone goes yeah that's awesome it's quite the opposite <laughs> you know sadly it is quite the opposite in New Zealand schools um, people within the queer community are far more likely to be on the receiving end of bullying and we'll talk about that later in the podcast but it is so great to hear the fantastic work that Rainbow Youth is doing in our community how it is having really tangible positive impacts on family because Aaron kept on within our conversation kept on coming back to that um, talk that he went to that let's talk um, workshop that he went to and how big a difference that made on him um, Aaron does continue to struggle with parts of Felix's uh, identity uh, the personal pronouns thing is something that he still struggles to get his head around and to be honest it's something that I slip up with quite often as well 
biggest internal struggle with me is the literally the words they them like they are a group of people over there that i don't know them is them over there that i don't know you know and that that is so it seems so impersonal to me it feels so impersonal to me to call my child they or them because that's a, a pronoun that i reserve for people that i don't know and i know my d- child since she was born you know it's it's uh, I, I find that very difficult to start calling them they them when i just my psyche immediately puts they them in a category of people i don't know oh the pronouns one's really hard because it's like we grow up learning he and she right and so it's so natural to us we should also grow up using they and them as a singular pronoun because it's used it exists people identify with that and if we did use it throughout our lives then it would become more natural and for me and like everyone at rainbow youth we have colleagues friends young people that we work with lots of people who use they and them pronouns in our lives so for us it's become like a normal everyday thing and as soon as you find out you know you meet someone find out what their pronouns are then you just assign those pronouns to them in your head and look, like, I'm not going to front. We all make mistakes as well, you know. Um, even just yesterday in our staff meeting, um, one of the staff misgendered another staff member. Um, and I just, like, messaged them privately and was like, hey, just a reminder. And that's okay, you know. Like, I think that that's the thing is that when you make a mistake, you just need to acknowledge it and then um, correct yourself and move on. Um, I think in terms of, like, retraining your mind, when someone changes the pronouns that they're using. What I found really helpful is um, not only practicing using those pronouns when I'm talking, but also when I'm like thinking about the person in my head, just every single time making sure you correct yourself because that's how you train and learn the new habit. And particularly like if we think about Felix, like when we were talking about um, Felix's previous name and pronouns, making sure that you use their current pronouns, even when you're talking about them in the past, I think is really important because maybe moving into the next bit a little bit, that's who Felix has always been, you know? And so while it's like a change in what's happening externally, that's who they have always been and have been evolving. And now they've like let these other people in and trusted these other people, their their parents and family and everyone with who they actually are, which I think is amazing and should be respected and, and acknowledged. Look, I really understand where Erin's coming from with uh, the perceived impersonal nature of them and they. Um, and it is something really hard to get your head around. And throughout this whole, these various conversations I've had around this issue, Felix is someone I've known since the second day of their life. And I made plenty of mistakes. I referred to uh, Felix as she and her uh, many many times because that's what I've been doing for the last 12 years Um, and it's really really hard just to all of a sudden stop yourself doing that but I also I really really do agree with what Francis is saying that it's um, such a important step um, to take to recognize what this person has chosen for their life and how they feel about their own identity to um, really make the effort to make that personal pronoun shift. And I've been doing everything I can to now think about Felix in terms of they and them. And it's really, really helping me. 
And then unfortunately there is also a more sinister side of um, deadnaming people and getting their pronouns wrong deliberately. And unfortunately Felix has actually had to face this head on in an environment where they should be learning and growing as a person, they're having to deal with someone belittling who they are as a person. There's these just kids, no matter how hard I like, they will question what it's about and then I'll give them their answers to it and then they just brush it off like I said nothing or like they never asked. But there's a few certain kids in my class, like, they don't get it but they don't even try to get it. Like, I remember first coming out in year 7 to my class um, and these boys were just on my back about it. They were just like purposely misgendering me, purposely dead naming me and just trying to get it out of me. Huh? Yeah. Um and stuff like that and like even now they still still do it. Like even when multiple teachers have said to them that's not acceptable, stop it. I just think it need I kinda think it needs to be more educated on because no it people don't think it's normal, so it kind of leads to a lot more people getting quite depressed and stuff like I saw this thing and apparently most suicides that happen come from rainbow kids because of bullying um and like I just think that's upsetting because people can't be accepted as who they want to be just because there's those little people that don't know what it's about and think it's acceptable to bully other people for being themselves. That's Felix. I'm so proud of them. Um, they are such a uh, such a courageous individual to do this stuff because when you do come out at school, you are putting yourself in the firing line. And unfortunately, um, queer and gender diverse individuals within um, schools really do get targeted for bullying and verbal abuse and sometimes physical abuse of course as well and it needs to be taken incredibly seriously because the queer community are far are really overly represented in youth suicide here in New Zealand. Youth suicide is a big issue but it is particularly a massive issue within the queer communities. Counting ourselves researchers based at the University of Waikato found gender diverse people are nine times more likely to report high or very high psychological distress compared to the general population. Principal investigator Dr Jamie Veal says there are serious issues with the levels of discrimination and violence against trans and non-binary people. That's perhaps reflected as well in, in what we see with our quite alarmingly high levels of of suicidal thoughts and suicide attempts. So we have more than half of our participants have seriously thought about attempting suicide in the last 12 months. Being understanding and compassionate towards our queer and rainbow community truly is a life and death matter. These statistics are horrifying and they are truly unacceptable. And we as New Zealanders need to do something about it. Yeah, like you said, unfortunately, queer and trans young people are overrepresented in negative mental health statistics. I just want to note, you know, while that is true, it's not because they're queer or gender diverse or trans, it's because of the challenges that they face from the outside world, from their family, from their school, that is around their identity, which has those impacts, you know. Being queer, trans, gender diverse, whatever, is great. Um, and if it existed in a vacuum, then you'd feel, you know, wonderful. 
Um, so I just want to make that distinction because I think often, you know, people can be like, oh, you're queer, you're depressed, and that those two things go together. But it's a bit more complicated than that. If Christian kids were six times more likely to commit suicide than their non-Christian peers, you would, would you not want to resource in schools that reverse that trend, that stop that from happening? You would be incensed, and we would all be wrong for not stepping in and doing something. Being queer, as Francis said, doesn't equal the fact that that makes you depressed or that gives you a mental health issue. It is the surrounding environment, and that's us. That's our us as a community. So if you are a queer or a gender diverse individual, what's it like being a part of a school community at the moment? And how are schools supporting those individuals? Honestly, I think they're dealing... Am I allowed to swear? Or no? no I'm to. Okay. I think they're not dealing with it very well. Like, it, if it still happens, then they're obvi- like people obviously aren't getting a good telling off for it. Like, because it's not acceptable. Like, it's people, they have feelings, they have a heart, and they they pretty much live like you and they exist. So having someone be, like, pushed away from the crowd for being different, it's not acceptable. And if it, and not being handled well is not acceptable either. Like, last year I had this one teacher and he really didn't do much about it he would just drag them out of the class for a quick telling off and then wouldn't continue about it even it wasn't just for gender as well because i was bullied a lot for how i genuinely acted with my mental health and stuff and how i was upset and stressed out all the time and i remember these kids start joking about suicide in class and that wasn't given a good telling off either even when I was crying and like freaking out about it. Um, like, I don't think schools genuinely deal with bullying properly. Like, a simple telling off isn't gonna do it. So when it comes to our school communities, what can you do as a parent of a queer individual or a gender diverse individual to res- to ensure that your, s- your child isn't on the receiving end of this Um, horrible and destructive kind of abuse you know I think that the school really needs to take responsibility in this area and I think that parents are on an even footing with like school staff and administration so it can be really hard especially for a student who's being bullied to then stand up and advocate for themselves in that environment but actually the school should be the ones that are intervening and that are you know trying to educate and improve whatever's happening within the school culture. So I think that for parents, you know, reaching out to the school, asking to see what policies they have around bullying and harassment, asking what they're doing in terms of educating around, you know, diversity and accepting difference and all that kind of stuff. Because I think the the school will respond to that. And, you know, we see a lot of, um, you know, queer and gender diverse students who do amazing work in their schools, advocating for themselves and their peers. But really, um, I do think that it's a, it's a case where parents can step up and have a really positive impact. In Aaron's case, he's a fantastic father and I can totally advocate for him in that respect. He has his own sort of unique style. He's a single father. He's a parent of three kids and by and large, he does it by himself. Um, Mum hasn't been around in the scene for the majority, for, for, for a long time. Um, 
one of the things that he really experienced was when um, Felix started to present sort of mental health issues and that also manifested itself in self-harm which can be which must be terrifying is Aaron got bounced around sort of lots of different facilities that never really um, made too much of an impact he certainly spoke to me about some certain individuals within within some of the schools the primary schools that um, Felix went to that were really really helpful but in terms of the mental health care that was actually available to him it was more of like one or two discussions and then just pushing him towards the internet in a lot of places to get further help um, and this was ultimately very scary and also quite frustrating for Aaron. I wanted, I wanted some real help, as in someone to tell me what to do. Because you know, I, as you know, I'm raising three kids myself, got a full-time job, all that sort of stuff. So you know, I've already got a shitload of stuff on my plate. And not to say that, oh, but kids' mental health isn't important. It's not that. It's but if I don't know where to go, you know, I, you know, telling me to go to the internet doesn't really help. I'm go to the internet, and then you know, I don't. And I don't like talking to people at the best of times. I guess as well, when you go to the internet, you've got to start from scratch with somebody else as well. Well, yeah, that too. So if I've gone to someone and they've already got sort of a baseline information, they can go, call these people, I'll pass on the notes of what we've already talked about, and then you're not starting from scratch, like you say. And it, it's a, it, you know, it did feel like quite a big wave of shit there's a whole lot of stuff I've got to deal with and I don't really know how to because I mean I've never gone through this you know I've never I haven't even had my own personal mental problems that I've needed to go and seek help for I mean I've probably got mental problems but I've never gone to seek help for them before you know <laughs> I didn't I didn't know I wouldn't have known where to start the same thing you know I, that's why I was glad with the school got the uh, public health nurse involved because I wouldn't have gone and done that myself because I, I don't know how to do that I don't know who to call Fortunately, things are getting better for Felix and Aaron. Um, Felix is, is doing a lot better at school. There are still issues with um, some of the boys, unfortunately, who are giving Felix a hard time. Um, but Aaron's understanding of the issues um, is a lot more holistic. He has a, a much better grasp on it, on things. And after being, being sort of being bounced around sort of the mental health care institution here in New Zealand, um, the thing that really made the biggest impact on his family was the assistance he got from Rainbow Youth. The, the actual point, again, I'll go back to this let's talk thing because it was amazing and really actually made a lot of things click in my mind. Before that, there was a lot of things going on. Um, you know, I've spoken to Felix and she's there quite happy for me to talk about this. Um, there was self-harming, uh, there was very difficult times with friends losing friends that she had opened up to not opened up to sorry um, and like wh while I took those as being serious matters I didn't again necessarily link them to her not feeling accepted for who they wanted to be or who they are um, you can hear Aaron struggling there. You can hear him struggling with the pronouns. He's he's really, really, really is trying. And I think um, that's all you can ask him to do. Um, we get it wrong from time to time um, with the personal pronouns, but he's trying to be the best dad he can and being accepting and learning a whole new thing and being open to new ideas is a fantastic start. But um, 
there's still ways to go. Um, there's still ways to go with all of us. You know, the factor that can have the most positive impact on um, these communities' mental health is having a supportive whānau, supportive family. So literally the best thing that parents can do to support their child is to give them unconditional love and to support them. And that's going to have a really positive impact on their well-being. And it's simple. It's straightforward. You might be struggling with this and, you know, you're finding it all hard, but you've got to remember it's not actually about you. It's about them. If you love your kids, you need to do whatever you have to do for them. It's about them. Being gay or being transgender, it's normal, but not in other people's eyes. They just see it as another thing to peck at someone and bully them about. Like, it's perfectly fine. It's normal. It's part of humans. Me being me, I genuinely love that I'm able to be comfortable with saying who I like and who I am. Okay, what a team stars I've had for this podcast. I've got so many thank yous to have. Firstly, a huge thank you to Francis Arns, Executive Director from Rainbow Youth. Rainbow Youth are an incredible organisation. They have been doing so much goodwill and great work for over 30 years now. Please get in behind and support Rainbow Youth. They are an associated charity with Do Good Teas. Um, please go to their website which is ry.org.nz a big thanks to Hannah Chantani uh, Hannah Chantani was the first artist that we got on board for Do Good Teas uh, she is a biromantic asexual and having that conversation with her around her sexuality was really what got me thinking about this whole thing in the first place and we're so proud to have her on board and we're really really proud to be associated with Rainbow Youth in some small way by providing some sort of small donation to them as well. Um, Aaron, thank you so much mate for doing this and being courageous to share your story with us. Mate, you've done such an amazing job raising three wonderful wonderful children, uh, Jack, Ava and Felix just amazing just amazing kids and they're a credit to you and um i can speak on behalf of all your friends we're incredibly proud of you man keep keep doing what you're doing dude you're a good man and yeah finally a massive thank you to felix um for this was all done with felix's consent um putting this sort of stuff out there i was apprehensive too but um felix was quite adamant that you know they they were comfortable with this this being put out there so Felix thank you so much for being so courageous in what you've been through and how you've conducted yourself throughout all of this and also just you know talking to your dad's mate about some of this stuff too you are a legend and I can't wait to see you grow and I'm sure you're going to become you are someone really really special and I can't see what I can't wait to see what you're going to do in the future um so yeah that's that's about it that's about it for today's podcast um i really felt like i've learned a lot on this journey it's been a kind of a personal journey for me as well and i hope you have enjoyed something as well and if you are a parent out there who is going through this process of coming to grips with um your child's uh sexuality or gender identity please reach out to rainbow youth 
uh, I think it's pretty conclusive that they do incredible work and um, they have some amazing resources so go to their website as well and also just finally before I forget um, I know that Aaron would like to do a personal thank you to Lee Graberick um, who ran the Let's Talk um, session um, I know that was a real pivotal moment for Aaron and his understanding of these issues so massive to thank you to Lee Graberick as well Finally, a big thank you to you for listening. Um, you know, you could have listened to any podcast today. You chose to listen to this podcast, and it's pre- appreciated. Um, and thank you so much for supporting us at Do Good Teas. We are now able to deliver again, so um, check us out on the web, which is dogoodteas.co.nz. Also, check out at our Instagram, which is do.good.tease I believe and if you enjoyed today's podcast please leave us a positive review on iTunes that's really really appreciative I think um, we've got one review right now so if you could leave us a couple more that would be awesome thank you so much everybody Um, and wherever you are and whatever you're doing make sure it's good do good everybody Okay, Maddie, can you say thank you for listening? Thank you for listening. <laughs> Maddie, say with some enthusiasm. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. I love you. I love you. Lots of kisses. More kisses. One more. One more.